Hey, podcasters, we're here. Ladies of Read, Watch, and Wine. I am Rhea, Reva, Champagne, and Lynn. And we're here to bring you live and in living color the book to movie adaptation of A Little Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> oh, wrinkle in time. What are we drinking? What's the oh yeah? Let me let's just talk about what we're drinking so we yeah. can all get a glass right now. I'm gonna need all of y'all to open your eyes. Why drink? So today I'm not drinking because I've taken enough like you know algae medicine to probably kill a horse. But I did finish this one over the weekend, so I saved the bottle. It is um from the Williams Corner. Wine down in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's called. Shout out to Charlottesville. It was uh, very good because the bottle's empty. Clearly, it was very What good. was it called again? Oh, that doesn't help. <laughs> clots I'm of, back it on up, yo. Okay. Oh, clots and pals? Day pals, yes. Oh, clots of day It was pals. a bold flavor, but not super sweet, not super dry, kind of like perfectly refreshing for a nice day. Oh, was that red or white? It's red. Okay. I was going to say Lynn, red. I got some bottles of white back there. Just happened to not be drinking today. I may pop on by and drink some. (laughs) I think you've had some. A little bit. I got some. You know, I'm all all alone at home. So I'm going to drink a little bit. Oh, you alone? Okay. Me too. I'm not. Oh, snickerdoodle. Lynn's eyes go like this. I was making sure I didn't hear. I am home alone, though. Okay. For once. (laughs) Um, Restaurant somewhere. I don't even understand what's happening. Okay. I know. Go ahead, Rhea. You're excited. This is Rhea's pick. She's very excited about this book. A wrinkle, a wrinkle in time. You know, it takes us, it has that, you know, Alice in Wonderland type theme to it. Um, um, it kept me interested, of course, because it was my pick. Um, it does go a little far-fetched at some points, but I felt like it was nice. I mean, I honestly, um, had a, my seven-year-old listening to it with me because I listened because I didn't go buy the book. Um, actually I did order, but it has not come in yet. Um, and he was lost in the beginning. Then he came back. Then he was lost again. And then he came back. Um, I feel overall, him. It was interesting. I feel like Nevin and I were on the same level. Thirty-seven-seven, literally the same level. <laughs> yes. Apparently, um, <laughs> what is the name of that show? The fifth grader show. What is it called? Am I smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. No, I'm not. No, he's smarter than a seventh grader. No, a seven-year-old. No, we have the same mental capacity when it comes to this book, buddy. And it's funny because every time I like started to catch the storyline, I got excited. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm back. I'm back. All right. Vibing, rolling through, and then boom, lost again. Yep. Yeah, so I was there also. um, It took me just a ridiculous amount of time to get through this story. I know y'all were annoyed with me because <laughs> every other week I'm sending a message. Hey, not quite finished the book yet. Um, it was so, 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 so hard for me to get through because 
I didn't understand. And I really tried hard. Brea was so excited. So I was re-listening and trying to go back and re-listen to chapters and then try to reread them. And I was hitting myself with every tool possible to absorb what the heck was going on in this book. It wasn't even that long. It was not that long. You don't understand what's happening. (laughs) The only thing I got out of it was that it was a whole bunch of smart kids. (laughs) I guess my hard like concept was I was trying to understand like this tesseract i keep envisioning like an item like a, a stone or like a little um something like trophy or something that you had to have to be able to travel through these universes or to the universe but i realized it's not well towards the end duh but i kept trying to envision like how this tesseract is a thing and i said a thing <laughs> it's a feeling <laughs> but what it is what is it because uh, a feeling Oh, okay. Is that like the love? Like the vibe, the love, like gotcha. the self-awareness basically. But I kept, I don't know. I was pitching this like gauntlet or like this rope, this rock that you had to have. And so I kept trying to see how they would go from like different universes back and forth. And I guess that was what I had to let go of before I understood kind of what was going on. Like it's not an object. Yeah, Lynn, um, I think I just got it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was, they were like going through these passageways, these secret doors, you know, something that you turn, I, 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 I didn't get that. Well, that was what I had to let go of was like, it's not like a tangible thing that like, yeah. had. well, it's tangible like, inside, like a feeling, but not like an actual thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm 37 years old. How are children getting this? And I'm not like, it was in schools, like let them go there. I had the most overactive imagination as a kid and I was not connecting. I'm asked like I one now. That's why I can't do any kind of drugs because I'm, I'm already crazy enough. But let's just say I couldn't get it. But I agree with you, Lynn. Like I was like, oh, okay, I got what's going on. Well, wait a minute. Now what's happening? Oh, wait, I got it. No, I guess that wasn't right. No. And that was my emotional roller coaster um, getting through this whole story. Like I just just when I felt like I had it and I understood it was about what it was about, I got confused again. And then that was frustrating. So then I go back and, and reread a section because I'm like, well, maybe I missed something. And uh, Ray, you know, <laughs> I was getting my hair braided like while listening to this book. So kind of like measured out the exact time. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm listening to other people's conversations and confusing what's going on. And then eventually, like, my hair braider was, like, not paying attention to me at all. She was just going through. And I'm, like, focusing in. Still lost. Not lost, but, like, I just, it was hard to grasp the concept. So I had, like, eight hours just sitting there dedicated to just listening. You weren't supposed to do as much listening as you would do sensing and feeling the word (laughs) you are correct I like that I like that (laughs) because listening intently was not working it was then once I understood like it was a feeling I was like oh I didn't get it fully but it made a little bit more sense so um uh, uh, yeah strangest little book ever for me it was what strange strange little book it's a strange yeah. book. And I like it really it. was, but I mean, I don't know if we beat it up enough and you want to transition to the movie, but I after mean, we'll, watching the movie, sorry. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was going to say before, like, you know how we always discuss when it's an older book, like the time that the book was released. I mean, this was released in 62. So we have to at least give it the credit for like what it was back then to spark up like a child's uh, imagination. So that part I do give it its props as like. You think you would have understood it in 62? I I was like a, a sperm and an egg. No, but I'm saying if you were a little kid, do you think that you would have? No, <laughs> I'm just saying like Alice in Wonderland going through like a talking the chocolate factory type like era is kind of what I was thinking of. Oh. Like maybe that was trying to stay on course of sparking that imagination from like that perspective. Yes. Yeah. Well, I the Charlie in a chocolate factory. Factory. Because it was a tangible thing. You could go okay. there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that made sense. I even understood Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass, which was kind of a weird concept also. But you, but, but for most of those, you saw it instead of reading it. That is absolutely true, which is what I was going to say. When I saw the movie, it all came together and I actually enjoyed watching the movie because it made sense watching it. So you're absolutely right. I don't know if I would have understood the Looking Glass, Alice in Wonderland, if I had just read it, because I don't actually ever recall reading that book. But um, but when I watched the movie, I actually enjoyed it. Um, and it's not just because of Chris Pine, um, but I did enjoy the movie. And um, it all made sense to me because the graphics with sort of the evil area, area uh, evil environment, and then the passion when she was displaying her love and how she pulled her little brother out of the, the grass of evil and avoid that all made avoid the red eye. Yeah. Um, so yeah, actually the, the movie made me enjoy the story. I would say the movie made me understand what was happening. I don't know about in, in a strong word for me, but it did, you know, put the words with, a picture for me. So I did, I was able to follow more. I think for me, I definitely did. Or the movie helped me enjoy the book or the story because it's so complex and like, um, I guess, heartfelt that kind of like how I got the same vibe from like Encanto. Like it's very, very deep and it lets you know, like, you know, you can be flawed, you can be not perfect, but you're so perfectly you. And that's what makes you special. And that's kind of what I got from it. So I enjoyed the story once I understood it. <laughs> so silly. Perfectly you. Yes, um, I agree. But um, it was a little bit of an acid trip, kind of like watching the bright colors and everything's changing and like Reese Witherspoon's whatever she was, a witch it, what it, wear it, whatever, miss whoever. Um, those went over my head. But when she transformed from like a person to like slug, snail, leaf. Flying. Yeah. I was that was flying. Confused. Yeah. And I was like, is that her natural form? Or is that like a form that she just takes when she's on that planet? And yes, I was a little lost from that. Changing. But I loved the costume changes. Like that they went I, I to the planet. Yeah, I might like, look for a Halloween theme here. I'm looking for a Halloween theme here. I was thinking that I was like, this is kind of giving me like Hunger Games capital vibes with a little bit of a fantasy twist. Yes. Like, oh, party theme, party yeah. theme. Yeah, it's Halloween party. The colors were definitely awesome, and the um, I mean, the star-studded cast was. Amazing. Oprah, I was 
just like, what is going on? Like, oh, that budget had to be crazy. Like that was they was there were some A-listers in that movie. I don't know what the budget is, but the box office was 133 million point four or 130.4 million dollars in the box office. Yeah, for sure. I think so. No matter what the budget was, they they clearly had they had to make meet it. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot of money. That's true. The um Reese Witherspoon's character, Miss Wetsit, was rude and hilarious to everyone. She was like, she's right there. She knew you. She was like. Hi. <laughs> so rude. I loved it. I was dying. I was like, oh my gosh, she, she's so sarcastic. Yeah. I liked her that, character. The casting for that was absolutely perfect for me. Like it was so on point. Even down to the children. Like everything was perfect. Now there was a lot of children missing, but yeah, it was perfect. Charles Wallace, like his little character, I was so impressed. Oh you can act better than me, your little pinky, than I can ever like try. Charles Wallace was adorable. Oh my gosh, I fell in love with him. And what I really, truly loved is that those kids look like those could be their parents. Yeah, once and and that never happens. It's very rare. This was perfect. Like they took the time to actually cast it in like consider these actually being relatives <laughs> exactly yeah. and charles wallace when he turned evil i was just like this little boy is some somebody to watch he wanted to strangle him right he was yeah. so good wallace, when you get your butt whipped right <laughs> he was good he was good I, I think you're right i think he's gonna be one of them oscar winners when he gets older we're gonna just be like oh i remember him from wrinkle in time because exactly. he was amazing he really was so i mean i don't know raya i just feel like um i don't know where your mind goes when you make these picks for us to read i i appreciate you broadening our horizons and getting us aware of the different types of stories that exist in the world um, but I really struggle with understanding how you are enjoying these stories. <laughs> I agree. Okay. And enjoying them from the book. Like yeah. she picks them not because of she's seen the movie, but it's the actual book that she's read before. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't I can see why I probably well, took a, a hard was- pass on this book as a kid, but like Ray was so passionate about it. <laughs> Because I did, I got this from the library. I read it. I read this book to probably Desmond. I feel like every, all of this is all Desmond. Um, there was a point in time when I was, you know, happy homemaker. I read all this stuff and I was like, oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. You see this? Oh, okay. No, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. But were you a Stedford happy homemaker? Because <laughs> it seems like some of the stories you pick you might have been living in a fantasy world of some yeah, sort. I thought it was probably looking like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Desmond was like, "Mama, uh, uh, I'm to sleep now." We love that kind. Of, like that's the kind of stuff we used to always read together. But now the seven-year-old was like, "Nevin <laughs> did not have time for that." Like, I know he had it. It will let you know. I was like, "Just keep on. Let's keep on. Let's." Then, when, then when we got to the movie, over. Over, over. <laughs> it, it when they went over, you know, to through the 
when they did the Tesserix, that he was okay with. That was okay for a little while, but then after that, it was downhill. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, this was really written for children. So it's interesting. But I loved it back then. I, I enjoyed it now. I remembered it the same. It's not, we're not going to mention the name of the other book that took me away from my I was about to mention it for you. Like, I don't no, understand. No, no, because that book, we're going to read the next one. When they decide to come out with the next one, we're going to read it. Disney is not allowed to do it. I will protest in front of every Disney everywhere. They will will protest. Beto, 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 Beto. I don't know. I just, I really don't understand how you enjoyed that story. But let me just say, before I read it, because I personally, you guys were, I was bracing myself for a Raya book. Like, because I know... I got to like get mentally prepared. I got to get focused. I got to make sure that I got my thinking cap on. So I'm reading their reviews for this book. And so many people were just eating it up alive about how like, you know, they don't want to read it to their kids anymore. They remember reading it when they were younger, but it's too much religious stuff and religion and politics involved with kids. And I finished the book and I was just like, I didn't care. I don't know. I don't do. I have no understanding of the reviews that I read that so many of them focus on putting too much focus on religion for children. Hmm. I missed something. I missed it too. I, I really think it is the spiritual being of light, of this, of happiness. You get there and then you decide, are you going, are you going to the dark side? Are you going to the good side? I think people saw that in the book. Um, and then what heaven and hell it's called yeah, self-awareness it's, it's not called a spiritual like right. sitting on your shoulder like pulling you some direction but you re- but you remember most of the beginning was talking about her dad left left the family and so everybody thought she, he was dead but no he wasn't I think some people viewed it as he wasn't dead he was in this alternate universe space and then for some people, that makes you think that that gives this appearance of, you know, there's no heaven. There's this alternate universe that you could stay in forever. And or live. that he's sitting in there waiting to decide whether to go to heaven and hell. I don't know. Like it was, but it was so many people talking about that. And that was never the first thing that would have popped in my mind after reading At that all. book. Like I would have never thought, I just thought fantasy for kids. Yeah. I would have never thought that. Well, you know, there's there's always there's always that um, cave of like you know housewives um, <laughs> that only talk to each other, um, or you know they're only allowed to talk to each other, and they're only allowed to give the opinion that their spouse gives them. I think that group, and there's a lot of them out there, as you know, you know, we had our last president. So um, I think they just get caught up on let me find something to talk about, but it's okay because it made millions because of that. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. I mean, wake up, people. <laughs> I mean, it like this book to me, it it gives like a like a kid a voice, as in to be self aware and that no one's going to be perfect, but like you can be perfectly you, like I said before. And I think those people that like are sheltering their kids away from this book are also those same people that don't have their children being expressive towards them. Like they actually have feelings and they're a person. They're just an extension of them. And they're creating this like walled, sheltered life for their kids. 
versus being like, look, you know, you might get angry. You might be spontaneous. It's not that it's bad, but sometimes you got to kind of reel it in and their kids aren't able to actually express anything to them. Right. And get out in the world and go. Oh my God. They breed Karens. I'm telling you. I agree. They turn into Karens. Mm -hmm. We can't express their uh, emotions because it, it never knew how to. Exactly. Or didn't know that she could get pimp slapped if she wanted to express it to the wrong one. Right. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Coming over to Kendra, it's going to be a problem. Okay. All right. Well, y'all ready to rate this adaptation? Wait, casting? Oh, oh casting. We yeah, touched so. on it a little bit, but not like fully. And we talked about the full like star studded. Sorry. Uh, casting, but like I love how diverse it was. Yes. Like there was old, young, black, white. You had like all kind. I mean, you had Mindy Kaling by itself. Like her quotes when she quoted Outcast, I was like, I swear, it, that took me so off guard. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, I didn't like this after all, but no. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. <laughs> but I mean, like, I missed the concept of the book, but because of how well all the actors in the story were, it helped me really understand the book more or the storyline more because they're all great actors. Yes. I was thoroughly impressed. They With definitely embraced their characters and made them their own and modernized it like with the quotes of Outcast that I appreciated, which is what I think helped in my understanding of the, of the movie also. Yeah. I mean, Zach Galifianakis had cornrows in a man bun. You can't not him. like that. <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. So when I saw him, I was like, oh my God. You look nice today. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even um, Andre Holland, like he was the principal. Like he was only in there for like, you know, a scene, but he's yeah. still a very, very powerful actor. And with that um, like moment of her rebelling, I think that he really fed off of that like Stormy Reed's acting skills from that same time. So mm-hmm. all of them, I'm 100% on board with it. What I grasped from, from this whole thing, though, was um, the emotions, showing your emotions. Um, like, remember when the principal got promoted and he felt something because nobody wanted him to get promoted, apparently, or they thought it was supposed to go somewhere else to become the principal in the movie? Yeah. You know, so I thought that, you know, it's like why I didn't really catch at the time why they showed that part, but... I guess it had something to do with, you know, you know, standing up for yourself or feeling, I don't know, but I, I kind of got it a little bit, but yeah. Thank you. Th- those themes were weaved in throughout. Yeah. Thank- Not that I caught them all. I'm probably missed 85% of them, but. Watch it again. No, no, that's all right. So this movie that kind of circle back came out, of course, in 2018, there was a 2003 version of the movie, but I could not find it anywhere. Oh, I didn't even know there was an earlier version. I'm glad because then we would have had to watch it. And I don't know that I could have done that for you guys. Thanks. Yeah, there was another like dozen or three and I I couldn't find it. I looked like, I mean, I even had to like bootleg it, couldn't find it. I wonder who was in it and whether or not it was as diverse. No. And nor do I want to find out. Exactly. It really wasn't as diverse and I mean, it was by Disney, but I looked on, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Disney Plus, couldn't find it. I tried Googling it to figure out where to watch it at, but I couldn't find it. Hmm. They may have burned it. 
Well, you know, we had that issue with um, Brave New World. It had like a movie from 2003-ish and we all couldn't find it either. So I don't know. I tried. I feel like sometimes some studios buy out some of these things and then they just kind of bury them because maybe they have a newer version coming out. You know, you just never know the politics behind these movie theaters. Yeah. I mean, these uh, production. Or it had somebody in it that was accused of raping somebody or something, so they got rid of it. You never know. But what I see from like the cast, no, I don't think any of these names were pedophiles, but um, <laughs> uh, it did premiere in like Toronto, so maybe it's like a international film. Uh, it won best fil- fi- yeah, best feature film back in 2003, so I thought it'd be available, but I couldn't find it. Wow. Okay, well, you know what? Let us know if you come across <laughs> it, and I'm sure Ray will be interested in watching it. I'll send you all wow. the links. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Don't. <laughs> I think we could check it out. No, no, that's all right. There'll be a version two of this podcast. No, it won't. or episode two, sequel. It will not. All right, we ready to break? Yes. yes. Okay. I don't mind going first to say I, I hated the book. The movie was good, but I feel like the movie followed the storyline, and because of that, I'm gonna have to give it a full glass because <laughs> the adaptation I think was was perfect. 100 and I agree 100 100. Unfortunately, I would have to agree with everything Treba said. I hated the book. The movie was a little bit better, but it followed the story, so I'll have to give it a full glass also. Against my I I struggled with the book. I didn't hate it, but I was just like my AD is not made for this imagination situation. I don't know what's happening. So it was hard to grasp, but from what I did grasp, the movie did follow the storyline, the best of to my knowledge. So I have to give it a full glass also. Bang, bang, bang. Even we have to give stupid books full glasses. Why <laughs> full glasses in protest? Hey. It can't be that stupid. Oprah got on board, so. That's true. I mean, she got on board so they can bring in big dollars. Hey, but well, it still did. It did. Like one of her favorite books when she was younger. Oh, that's what she told that's you. That's what she told you. Mm. Okay, well, Raya's dumb book gets a full glass. It gets a full bottle. I don't even want to know Raya's ratings will be a full glass too. So we get a full bottle at all. Go Raya. Well, now I'm glad that it's a full bottle. With your full bottle. <laughs> glad that you drink the full bottle. So I just want to be clear: the adaptation was on point. As Lynn said, as much as I could tell. But the book was whack. Stop bringing these books to the podcast, okay? Whackity whack. Well, the season's (laughs) a lot of Rhea's picks, so. (laughs) Because y'all skipped too many of mine last year, so you're going to get them all this year. That was intentional. (laughs) You were on punishment. If we would just gotten through them in 2021, we could coast in 2022. But now we're here wrinkling timing. <laughs> That's all right. I got hopes. She's going to get better. She or is. Mm. She always do. Mm-hmm. A couple books from now, you're going to not say that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, we're looking forward to uh, chatting with you again on our next book uh, review. Not sure what that is, but we won't mention it because actually we never know when this stuff is going to get posted. <laughs> so 
So um, check out our Instagram and you can see the in upcoming books. We will start putting them up there so that you guys can follow along with us. Yes. And hopefully now that COVID is lifting, you'll see us for some events this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Check out DMV, here we come. DMV, here we come. If you have any suggestions of places that we should pop up, let us know. Let us know. I also want to say thank you to Stephanie for this recommendation of this bottle with Rose Creek Winery. I just hit myself in the face and I'm so okay. Nobody else saw it. I felt it. Like hit my tooth too. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> All yes. righty. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Uh, Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube at Rewatch Wine. And email at rewatchwine.com. Yay. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Comment, comment, subscribe, subscribe. Bye. Bye.